1: ready to mix it up are you ready big show national football show appreciate everybody coming aboard do me a favor please hit the like button by the way this is a public service announcement if you're expecting me to cover the nba draft that's tonight or yeah tonight wrong show leave (laughs) I have no interest in that thing. Yeah, the kid from, watch this. The kid from Purdue's decent, and the kid from Gonzaga's too thin. I don't know. Okay, he looks like Porzingis to me. Okay, could he be good? Great. There, there's my coverage. And and, and the guy from Purdue looks like John Morant, a little. Good, congratulations to you. Sixers, 23rd pick, trade it. (laughs) Okay, trade it. Do something, I don't care. By the way, I will say one thing about the Sixers that could intrigue you. If Kyrie Irving leaves Brooklyn, if I were Daryl Morey, I'd do everything in my power to try to entice Kevin Durant to come to Philly. Hey, man, Kevin Durant in Philly. With Joel Embiid and James Harden, that might actually work okay that I would be very interested in that big sills would cover because if you're gonna leave me with Ben Simmons okay do you know what the guy's name should be on the back of Ben Simmons's gear it should say the Riddler I mean honestly man he, he's the Riddler I've never seen an athlete that so fits that name the Riddler wait what's Ben Simmons yeah, Halloween, he's going as the Riddler. <laughs> hey, 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 thank you very much, Johnson. Yes, there's my coverage for my NBA. Now we move on and we punt the football. I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Thank you so much. We got a bunch of topics. By the way, my boy Barrett Brooks will be at the bottom of the hour. I can't wait to connect with my friend. We'll do that at the bottom of the hour. I do want to start the show off with doing this let's start with the cash register known as the national communist association of america better known to all as the nc2a so arch manning i think he's cooper's kid okay and i think the uncles are eli and Peyton, okay I, I, and the great-grandfather's archie manning so i i think that's how that works so today he announced that he wasn't going to go to alabama he was going to go to Texas. Really? Texas? Where did that parachute in from? Oh, interesting. Who has the biggest boosters in the country? The Longhorns, who has the richest program in the country. It's actually number two next to Texas A&M. I told you this a couple weeks ago. This new nil law rule that the NCAA is now determining how to deal with this thing. Those schools in that state are going to explode. The best players in the country are going to go to Texas schools. You know why? They have the most money to spend, and they will spend it. This notion where you're hearing some schools, like, did you hear Jim Harbaugh say that Michigan will not spend any money to recruit kids into Ann Arbor? Bye-bye. Don't knock on my door, Jim. Hey, Jim, if that's how you see your program, don't ever knock on my door or recruit me ever again. Do not knock on my door because I'm going to the best opportunity. And now that means money. Do you know Arch Manning may leave college with $25 million in his pocket before he even signs an NFL contract? If Bryce Young who's making nearly $4 million a year this year at Alabama, okay? Makes that kind of cash? What do you think a name like Arch Manning is going to make with his legendary uncles? What do you think he's going to make at Texas? This guy's going to be turning down more car deals than any other athlete in amateur sports history. And I mean, that may even mean Hussein Bolt. He will be the richest amateur athlete, I guess, in the history of sports. That is a story to watch. You don't think Texas offered him some money? It's not illegal to offer him money. It's not illegal. So if you're Steve Sarkeesian, hey, when you come play at the Longhorns, you know what you get here. Boosters out the wazoo. You're going to be going into the SEC in a couple of years. I don't think he's ever going to play in the Southeastern Conference, okay? Because I think that's like three years out. I don't think he's going to be at Texas three years. This kid's supposed to be one of the greatest prospects in the history of college football. I'll say this to you, too. It's no slight at Alabama. I know Xander Xander covers this with me here. It's no slight, okay? It's not. Nick Saban just got kind of his hand slapped a little bit because he went after Texas A&M talking about the nil effect on that program. Maybe Arch didn't want to be involved in any of that stuff, okay? Maybe he didn't want to be involved in that. Now he goes to a coach that needs him. Hey, Texas offered him money. Can you imagine how much? uh, How about this? I don't think they offered a dollar sum, some, but you know what I do think they offered? Opportunity. If you're recruiting today in college football, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing this. You know we have the best boosters in the country. You know we have oil money in this state. I've said this to you. Baylor, TCU, Texas Tech, SMU, all those boosters and alumni – that went to those programs or support those programs are some of the richest boosters in the country. That area of the country is as passionate about football as the Southeastern conferences. The rest of them are not. Jim Harbaugh showed you how, I would say this, how out of touch Michigan is. Michigan, they will be out of the national championship picture probably in a year and a half. They'll never see it again. You don't hear Ohio State saying that stuff that Harbaugh said. Ohio State is not going to say that. Because Ohio State knows you want to compete with Clemson and the SEC and them Texas schools, you're going to have to come up with package deals to get these kids to come to your programs today. Because these kids are going to go to the highest bidder. You want to hear something even more remarkable? Your quarterback in Philly makes $1.2 million. That's chump change to Arch Manning and Bryce Young right now. That's chump change. Arch Manning is going to make more money in his freshman year, probably, than what Jalen Hurts will make in the contract that he signed in totality in Philly. By the time Bryce Young leaves Alabama, and you're making $4 million? Bryce Young will have $10 million in his pocket. $10 million. Before he even gets the opportunity to be selected by an NFL team. I mean, you talk about, hey, watch this. The highest paid quarterbacks in the league. Well, Jalen Hurts would be behind some of the kids like that Caleb Williams guy who just got a contract or whatever at SC. And... The kid now down at Ohio State, CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young. Hell, Tyler Van Dyke makes over a million bucks. Jalen Hurts, man, he makes chump change. No wonder how he loves him. Landscape of college football has changed dramatically here. Arch goes to Texas. Okay? That's no shocker. The opportunity, hey, Austin's a great city too. If you've ever been to Austin, hey, man, the gear's great, the program is great. That kid's going to be, I think, a superstar in Austin. I, I think he's going to put them back on the map again. Okay. Hey, hey, Manster, think about that. You got about five college football quarterbacks making twice the money your quarterback in Philly makes. <laughs> okay, I mean, these high school kids make more than your boy in Philly. Okay, holy cow! Beansy says that's because Arch Manning and Bryce Young are better quarterbacks than Hurts. Are we really starting that already? Jesus Christ, man! It's ten minutes into the program. Big Sills would have had two of his big red Corvettes. Damn straight, dog. Damn straight that big red Corvette that Big Sills had when I was at the University of Miami. Isn't that great? My very first car was a brand new Corvette. And it was my junior year. And it only had seven miles on it. Oh my God, I got into the car. Anthony Abraham. You know who hooked me up? Norman Brayman. Because I was looking at either a caddy Or I was looking at a Corvette. Yes, and this is this is while I was at the University of Miami. And I decided on the Corvette. So Mr. Brayman sent me over to a guy by the name of Anthony Abraham. Okay. And Big Sills went over and I go, I go, what you got? And then you know what Anthony Abraham said? He went like this. I gotcha. <laughs> oh yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, Big sales. Big sales don't drive foreign cars, bro. That's my other car. Big sales likes. I, I You know what? Hey, I will admit, once I got to the NFL, I, d- I did go after, like, the Porsches and the Lotuses and all that stuff. But in the end, man, it always came back to the big Hummer that I have now. The good thing about the Hummer is I own it. So I know you're saying gas mileage, but. Man, my first car was a nice red vet. Hey, Xander, man, if you get a chance to pop that pitcher up, can you imagine Big Sills in today's world being recruited? Holy – and I was recruited by Michigan. I would have told Jim Harbaugh this. Bro, it ain't working. It ain't working. Hey, when I went to SMU on one of my recruiting trips, so I'm sitting down with those dudes at SMU, and I go like this. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we going? Guy goes like this. What do you mean where we're going? I mean, where are we going here? (laughs) And the guy goes, what do you want? I go, no, 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 no. The question is, what do you have? (laughs) Don't make me ask the question. Because if I'm asking the question, we got a problem here. Okay? What do you have? Don't ask me, where are we going? Well, do you need a job? A good job? That's not kind of, depending on what the job is. Okay, Uh, What, you think recruiting and recruiting wars, that shit didn't go on? If you're a four- or five-star kid, those conversations go on all the time. How do you think they got me to Maryland? Hey, Dan, I got a job for you at TikTok Liquor. TikTok Liquor, what's that? It's an off-campus liquor store. He's a he's a Maryland alumni. He'll pay twelve hundred bucks a week. This was like in an '83. I went, how, how many hours do I have to work? He goes one, one hour a day. He goes, yeah. I went, how you doing? All right, It sounds good. Big Seals rolling it in. I'm like, yeah, that's that that's good. Yeah, that's good. Hey, I'm good with it. I like it. Hold on. Hold on here. Hold on here. I just got another text from Mario Cristobal. Hold on here. See, I'm helping recruit. So Mario sent this to me. So hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. Okay. Yes. So over on my Twitter I have to do this. Hold hold on for a second here. Cuz we're stealing we're stealing from Alabama so bad. Okay? Okay? <coughs> oh yeah. A hey, Xander. We're stealing this guy from you. Got this guy away from Bama. Kane's rule. Here we go. Kane's rule. Yes, sir. Kane's rule. There we go. I just got to tell Mario I posted it for him. Posted. There we go. Let me see. Yeah, just got to make sure because I'm helping recruit. Okay? And by the way, I'll tell you a little bit more about TVD. So Mario just sent me this. Here, and I'll show it to you. I want to make sure that it's up. Okay. By the way, I want you to know something else. The Phoenix media are pissed off at Herm Edwards because they went on our show. Because he's not doing local media because they've had some NCAA issues. There we go. See, look. Look at big look at look look at me at to you. Look at that. Look at that brand new red vet. Oh, that's so good-looking, man. I love that car. My very first car. See, look, here's the guys today. Mario just texted that to me. How you Look at that. So I'm helping recruit. And I'm helping the Eagle fans. I'm helping you guys out a little bit here. Had a nice conversation. And like I told you yesterday... See, Xander wants to get Tyler Van Dyke on soon. I'm not having him on until week seven. <laughs> That's your bye week when you're three and three. That's what I'm getting at. Look, look, look. He just texted me. Gracias. See, I'm helping recruit. Turned him on to some advertisers. By the way, I also I also turned him on to my cousin who wants to meet him. Dude, look at that vet, baby. You see that vet, man? Big Seals' first vet? Look at that thing, man. Damn, tires all looking good. I fit in that thing like a glove. Jimmy Johnson hated that car. That's right there at the University of Miami practice facility, too. Brand spanking new. Big Silks driving in a vet. (laughs) Could you see that? My junior year. How you doing, ladies? Got the tees off? Rolling around? Man. Word up, Jeff. Word up. Okay. So, before I get into the Eagle topics, since Mario interrupted my show here, um, and help, wanted me to help recruit a kid. Um, he goes, Polynesian power. Oh, some of the greatest players of all time. Poly- I never realized how bad my finger was broken there. Anyway, not as bad as that one over there. <laughs> anyway, so um, where was I? Because I'm helping recruit. Oh, yeah. Um, since he was ha- asking me to help recruit, and I am helping recruit anytime you need somebody. Um, in the process, he goes like this: He goes, "I hear you've been talking about Tyler on your show." I go, "Yeah." I go, "The fans in Philly are still kind of still hell bent on." What's the kid's name? Hey, what's the kid's name? You guys got quarterback in? Help me out here. What's his name? What's that guy's name? Jalen Hurts. Sorry, had a CTE moment for a minute. Jalen Hurts, yeah. By the way, you have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL on your team. I'm going to explain here in a minute. It's going to lead into my topics, okay? It's going to lead into my topics. (laughs) That was low? What do you mean low? Hey, hey. Sometimes I just forget. Huh? His name is Week (laughs) 7. Big Pam Sills. Oh ho oh, Mike Mike Gardner mitnts you <laughs> interesting. So again Mario goes when do you want the kid on your show? Easy Xander. I said week seven into the NFL season we should be ready to go by then. He goes, so what do you mean I go, well hey by the way, all the folks at the Nova Care Center how you doing Oh man, what else do you want? Okay. Uh, all right. Kid really wants to know about Philly. Really wants to know about Philly. Mario, they're not sold yet. Fan base loves Hertz. They'd rather have him. They'd rather have him than Tyler. So I think we're going to have to send him to the giants. <laughs> oh man. You guys would kill me if I sent him to the giants. You would kill me if I sent him to the Giants. Oh, no, but it wouldn't be me. It would be you sending him to the Giants. Okay, so let me get into my topics here. Hit the, hit the like button here. Um, By the way, Barrett Brooks, bottom of the hour here in a couple minutes. You have one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. I have a list to prove it. Here are the top 10 backup quarterbacks in the national football league Cilia always talks about what hurts will not make but he was a complete trash as a player he was cut more than a surgeon huh i was the 56th player taken in the draft junior I did have a seven-year professional football career. I played in four leagues because I love playing ball, okay? I'm an alumni of the National Football League, the Canadian Football League, the World League, and also the Arena League. How many leagues are you a part of? How many alumni are you part of, Junior? Before you throw anything at me, I bet you got hurt in high school and you were seventh team All-City. Hey man, it's all good. Don't worry about it. I know that guy. Hey, I would have been a really great player. Okay. I would have been a really great player if I didn't, if I didn't hurt, hurt my cervix, <laughs> I would have been a really great player. If I, hey if I didn't hurt my cervix when, you know, I was chasing after a loose football in special teams on the JV team. It's all good, Junior. Hey, I'm comfortable with who I am. I'm all right. I got it. (laughs) Hey, I'm good. Trust me. I'm good. I made over $2 million playing pro ball. Just put that in your hat. (laughs) Here are your top 10 backup quarterbacks. Okay? Here they are, Tyler Heineke, number 10. Oh, yeah, Kenneth, you know that guy. I always get this guy at the bar when he's had too many drinks of courage. They always do this to me. You know, I, I was really good. I was 17 All-City. But, you know, I hurt my hymen. And I was like, you know, I was really going to be awesome. But, hey, man, <laughs> I, I, hey, you know, hey, I had to give up my, my dream. And what are you now? I'm a checkout guy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, good, man. Let me get back to my list. Tyler Heineke, number 10. Number nine, Tyrod Taylor Giants. Number eight, Andy Dalton. Saints. Number seven, Jacoby Bursett. Browns, number six, Case Keenum, Bills, number five. I like this kid, Tyler Huntley, Ravens. I love that dude. Damn, as as a cheek, my feelings are hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize. (laughs) <laughs> Make you feel better Number four Gardner Minshew One of the best backup quarterbacks In the NFL Holy cow Number three Teddy Bridgewater Dolphins Number two Nikki Foles Colts Number one Jimmy G 49ers I'm calling them a backup right now Because They want to hand the job to, can I say that? Can I say that on my broadcast? I want to hand him the job mm. in San Francisco. So there you have it: Tyler, Tyler Heineke, Tyrod Taylor, Andy Dalton, Toby Brissett, Browns, Case Keenum, Bills six, Tyler, Tyler Huntley, five Ravens, Gardner Minshew, one of the greatest backup quarterbacks. NFL history. Petty Bridgewater, number three, Dolphins. Nick Foles, the great Nick Foles, what he did in Philly, number two. And Jimmy G, number one. So you do have a quarterback in the top 10. I have a question for you. What we brought up yesterday, and this is kind of serious now. So we've now decided that you have the best O-line in football. You have two of the top ten offensive tackles in the game, and Jordan Malata, Len Johnson. You have a tight end that's one of the top five tight ends in the National Football League. You have a playmaking wide receiver you spent $100 bucks on. you got another wide receiver you spent a first-round draft choice on. You've upgraded your football team massively massively on the other side of the rock. And by the way, this is why I'm saying that you're a contender to win the NFC. My question to you is this. And here's the topic. Will the Eagles give Jalen Hurts the entire season to succeed or fail? Remember, they pulled Wentz. How he pulled Wentz once he had seen enough. And what was the what was the words? We wanted to see what Nate Sudfeld had. <laughs> we wanted to see what Nate Sudfeld, who's a bum, what he had. <laughs> what do you mean what he had? You mean what he doesn't have. He was a bum. The Eagle management took a knee in that game at the end of the season. One of the most disrespectful disrespectful things you could ever do to a player setting the player up for failure huh okay you tell me all right we're gonna take a small timeout then after the timeout we're gonna talk to our friend barrett brooks hit the like button keep it right here on the national football show
0: News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam Dunk champion?
3: Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to writer, go to fake mama. mama. go up, oh, mama! <laughs> She did
4: it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
1: Welcome back. Big Sills National Football Show. Man, I'll tell you something here. You know, I, I, I was doing a show with Barrett Brooks, and, you know, it was just two old football guys banging stuff off each other, having fun times and all this and that. And now he's with two media guys. Man, I don't know, man. I could, I, I watch him, like, every day, and I'm like, man, I just – I don't know. ha. <laughs> Let me bring my guy Barrett Brooks in here now, man. <laughs> what's up, dog? What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, man. I You know, I I, I gotta tell you. And by the way, I love D Gun. I love, I love Ellis, man. But I sit there and I go, man, my boy's being nice because he has to. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, those guys still got to go in the locker room, man. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. because see. Barrett could just walk in the locker room. They're like, hey, man, there's part of the family right here, man. There's other guys got to work their way in. And so Barrett doesn't have to do that. Hey, by the way, the show's great, man. You guys are doing a great job.
6: Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. But I miss you, bro. I miss
1: you. Oh, me too, man. I miss kicking it around with you here. And I want to throw this at you right off the gate because I just threw this topic out to these guys. You know, I I was looking, look, on everything that Howie has done this offseason, two of the top 10 offensive line, tackles offensive tackles are on the philadelphia eagles and lane johnson and jordan malata you have the fifth best tight end potentially in the nfl you have a million hundred hundred million dollar wide receiver you got a guy two years ago you spent a first round draft choice on this football team gets out to a two and five start do they give jalen the entire year to fail or succeed or do they look at this and go okay i've seen enough at the buy and we know what's going on here. Or do you think they give him the entire year to run through the tape?
6: No, this is, this is, this is something where they got to have proven results. Now, you know, when, would you, when you give him that guy, and that's really the only thing that they improved really in that, in that um, on the opposite side of the ball was bringing in AJ Brown. They still, it still to me completes what they needed to, um, to, to, to help Jalen out. Jalen needed a guy that he could have a, a huge catch radius and a forgiving catch radius, you know, more so a forgiving trust radius than anything that he had can rely on to throw the ball to him. And he can consistently either block guys out or just go strong on and catch it from smaller DBs or, you know, anybody. And when you have that now, it, it, it puts you in a position where it opens up the rest of the field. Now, you know, it's, it's a lot easier to read coverage when you have a double team on AJ. And then you know, you have one-on-one on the backside with, With Smitty or or or, you know Goddard running around in the middle of that field because you can then know that you're gonna have single covers because they can only double team one guy, really, you know, as a defense. So So,
1: but but Bear, let me ask you this here though. I mean, so you're expecting he's averaged sixty in three years in Tennessee, he's averaged sixty-eight catches, nine hundred and ninety-eight yards a year, and eight touchdowns. We're under the assumption that that is going to improve under Jalen. I don't think Jalen's the passer that Tannehill is, and I'm not suggesting that Tannehill is a
6: leader anything. But we're still got to work. How you expect his numbers to go up? I think so. I I I, I put out there at least thirty eight to 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 maybe thirty nine hundred yards passing. I though it. Was, I know it's his uh his his his. Touchdowns, you know, will, will go up dramatically. Also, just just by you know the results that I've seen with his improvement as a player, number one. But number two, he's going to be in the same offense for more than just one year. And then number three, you have a healthy running game in which you know. And, and, and I'm going to tell you this: take that that run pass option out of there. Don't run pass option him. If you're going to do anything, look at what Dallas did with Dak Prescott to open up the offense. You know, run the ball because you know you can run a ball with that off of line and use play action to 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 push the ball down the field. When you use play action, it's not just to you know fool the defense. You know, nine times out of ten doesn't fool the defense, but what it does do is give you a solid offense. What I mean by solid is you keep a tight end in, you keep a backside running back in, you have more blockers, and it's more of a solid protection as opposed to and the, and the offensive line is more aggressive. So it it kind of opens up everything as far as you know what you need as a quarterback. You know, you you know you have the protection because if they blitz, you still got people in the, to stop the blitz. But then you can see the route combination open up because there's only two routes out there. So it lends you know that you don't have to read anything. You know where you're going to go with the ball. So do that instead of running this RPOs. You know you don't want to get this kid killed unless it's a, a running play in which it's designed for him to run. Take them RPOs out, man. They don't work. It, it finally defense in NFL have caught up on how to stop RPOs, man. Defensive coordinators know how to stop it, so why even, you know, do it anymore? I mean, it's, it's all for not. You think that Devontae's numbers go up too? I think they stay around where he is, about 900 yards. I, I do. I mean, because he's going to have a lot of one-on-one. A lot of one-on-one action. With the number two corner. Exactly. I mean, so even, you know, I'll take I'll, I'll take Smitty getting open and getting separation with a number two corner all day. He was the number one that still had 900 yards. Yeah. Now he's in a position where he's going to be one on one with a guy, and that's a you know that's a second a second tier guy as opposed to drawing the the the, the you know the starting cornerback. So I mean I just see things and I know I see things to rose colored glasses, but I mean I'm just putting two and two together. You know what I'm saying and it should equal four, and my four is equal to Jalen Hurts going out there and playing, um and and drastically improving from what he did last year. And I, I'm I was reading I was reading the, uh, the comments and everything, and they're saying all right, well, Garner Minshew has a a better arm. Well, better stronger arm does not always equate to a better quarterback. Ryan Leaf had the strongest arm I've ever seen in my life and couldn't throw through anything. He couldn't throw anything. Then I got to see, see guys with like Drew Brees with noodle arms who could who could, who could you know throw and, and and run an offense just as good as anything. Tom Brady does Peyton not have a Manning. strong arm. Yeah, Peyton Peyton Manning, Manning, man, exactly. Right? So it doesn't matter how strong your arm is. Or how you is how you process the information that's given to you. And I think that Sirianni and 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 uh, the offensive coordinator, I, I um, I can see them, not necessarily dumbing it down, but when you put your your quarterback in a better position on calling plays that better suit his skill set, it it makes you for it makes for a better offensive output because of that.
1: Do you agree that the three biggest question marks going into the 2022 season for the Eagles is head coach DC and the player Jalen.
6: It, those three
1: things, because they're all tentacled together and they're all strung Absolutely. together.
6: Those three things, do you agree? Because they gave him everything that they wanted. They gave the head coach another target. They gave uh, Gannon the defense to run these multi, multiple fronts. And Hurts, they made him a better player but just by bringing in a better receiver. So now, you know, Goddard gets a full year, I suppose, having half a year when Hurts when was there. You look at Gannon. Gannon can now run that 50 front that he's been wanting to run. He wants to cover that center and both guards up with those three big guys. Now you got Davis and those two other guys, you know, Coxon and, 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 um, and, and I forget his name.
1: Hargrave. You know Hargrave.
6: Um, over the center and the two guards. Now on the outside, you got Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick or however you want to deviate use on the outside. As an offense, when you call plays, you have to call plays according to what you have in front of you. And when you have those type of defenses, a 50 front like that, you got to block it, man. Because if you slide the protection, either way, you you slide it away from Brandon Graham. That means you're going to have Brandon Graham against a, 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 a tight end or a running back. Or if you slide it away from Brandon Graham, that means you have to sign Reddick one-on-one against a tight end or a, um, a, a running back. I mean, the numbers just dictate that you have to block those guys up front in the middle with big guys offensive alignment, so that means the tackles have to block those guys on the outside with Brandon Graham and Hassan Reddick. The two guards have to block Hargraves and Cox, and the center has to block Davis. You can't have those guys on smaller, um, smaller blockers, they'll eat all day with that. So, I mean, that's why you run those type of fronts, you have to create. And plus, the biggest Achilles heel to this defense that, um, you know, getting that uh, Gannon had to really fix is first down. Yeah, they was by far the worst first down team defense in the league. They were, you know, I mean, it's easy to call plays when it's second and two, third and two, as opposed to it being, you know, second and ten or second and nine because they just ran a ball on them, get six yards, and now they got a second and four. I mean, that, your playbook is like this as opposed to if it's if it's, if it's um, second and ten, now it's down like this. So, I mean, just by the nature of the position that they put him in and, and bringing in guys that could that could run the defense as he wants to run, he better have some results. Gannon better step up
1: i'll say this to you too that that defense this is why i'm high on the eagles this year and i'll tell you it's not so much because of what they did barrett on the offensive side it's the personnel settings and groupings that they can throw at you with the multiple fronts 43 like you said wide five whatever you want to do. exactly exactly you're going to be able to do this and maybe you know the impact that we see jordan davis have this year you know, he had nine sacks in 43 games when he played at Georgia. However, the thing that you just mentioned to me is critical because if they're effective on first and second down, those quarterbacks are not going to go into the link with 90% completion percentage, 73, because they're going to constantly be in third and long. Exactly. So his impact, Barrett, may not be getting to the quarterback. It may be keeping the opposing teams in third and long. And if we're trying to change that offense into a passing offense – we're going to see a lot of three and outs at the beginning of the year. Yes. They've got to get that offense off the field of the opposing team. That That's why I'm high. Am I right on what I'm saying this?
6: You're season? absolutely right on because there's not a lot of guys that can go out and stop the run from a three technique to one technique consistently without great linebacker play. And they they, they did go some get some good linebackers. But imagine, you know, it's not like you, you got you and Jerome stopping the run. You guys can stop the run by yourselves. They didn't need, you guys didn't need linebackers behind you. No. These guys need linebackers. Last year, all they did was double-team Hargraves and Fletcher Cox, and those linebackers played so far back that they, you know, by the time they did come up to make the play, they're already six yards down the field. You know what I'm saying? So they've gained six yards simply because the linebackers didn't go up. They didn't have those type of boss defensive tackles that I thought that they could stop the run by themselves. Well, now you have some guys in there that you have to block one on one with the addition of um, Davis on the center. They got to block on one on one, so that means okay. Then pick your poison now. Who are you gonna? Who are you gonna block? Who are you gonna slide a protection to? Who are you gonna block these outside guys with? And I think they have enough on the outside now to generate pressure on them. I definitely
1: do. A couple last questions for you here, Barrett. Let me let me say this to you too. please tell me if I sound like old man, get off my lawn stuff here, okay? Because Man, when I when I hear the lack of practice time and look, oh. Oh, hey, hey, Barrett, OTAs, I kind of get it. Helmets and shorts and okay, but it's becoming they didn't mentality. have helmets on; they had hats on. Had Dude, hats on. I I, 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 how are you going to get Jalen Hurts better with limited? This is what Phil Sims called it on our show. He, he called it on our show. When you play in exhibition football games, those are quality reps. When you play in the controlled scrimmages, they're not as quality reps as they are in the game. Now, look, I get it. It's exhibition football, but those are more quality reps. When you're not putting your first team out there and your quarterback and your group settings and you're in that controlled scrimmage and you're not practicing a lot, is that a concern in starting out like they did a year ago two and f- I mean Barrett they want to be healthy I totally understand that they want to be healthy they were healthy a year ago but I went like this you weren't healthy in 17 you won the super bowl you were healthy
6: last year and you got destroyed by the bucks in the opening round where do you fall on this how do you how do you run an NT stunt a nose tackle um <laughs> and you don't know how your guy's going to set him up on the inside. I mean, is he going to flash like this, and then that? Then you use a nose come and knock the center off, and then you go around? It's going to be those guys, you know, since they don't have the practice time to, to do that, they're gonna, just going to bump into each other because they haven't had those reps. I'm sitting here at left tackle, and I got an MBB stud on. I mean, they got an MBB stud on on defense, and I'm looking at my guard. The guard sets, and instead of him, you know, seeing that linebacker go out, instead he just watches the linebacker go out. Instead of setting and then going out and hitting that end that's crashing down, hitting them in the mouth so you keep that separation and then giving me and knocking me off to get the linebacker coming around. You only get that from 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 playing the guy next to you and having those reps and having your body feel that, that sort of play. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not necessarily you can't just watch it on film. You have to have your body get – muscle memory of doing that type of scheme. But Barrett, it's also communication it. exactly. Like, yep. Like when I Jerome would go like
1: this, I'm gonna tilt the center over here this way so that you can grab him on the backside here.
6: <laughs> you I'm gonna tilt that's called that's called cheating because that's called cheating talking right
1: there. That. That's talking through practice that you can't do on the chalkboard.
6: I was, about to, I was about to say people on the string, yeah, that's called cheating because you heard what he said, <laughs> Go grab that tackle. See, see you're wrong for that, see? But, yeah, you're absolutely right because he's telling you, all right, or he'll say, or right, hey, I'm going to go, so, so, you know, back me up. I'm going to go right here. Now you know that you can't go because he's going. Now you can come and, like, double in where he was, you know?
1: Hold on for a second. I want to tell you what Barrett would do.
6: Hey, I'm going to set him up high-low him, get his <laughs> ass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, I'm a leg. Hey, this guy does that shit again. I'm a leg whippers ass. I'm gonna go up high. You come down in there. <laughs> no, hey, don't don't be throwing
6: that at me there. <laughs> See, be, that's I mean that, but that's communication. with you know, you you were comfortable with telling your guy, this is what I'm about to do, so you guys could execute it. How are they going to get that 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 sense? I mean, even I mean, even the secondary, this, Bradbury and and and. And those guys hadn't played together before. Tav hadn't played with these guys before. How are you going to get the full speed reps of watching, you know, watching these route combinations coming off the ball and you as the corner, you and, and Slay getting that down? Bradbury, Slay, Tart, all those guys have to work together. Epps, you know, they haven't played together before. That's a whole new different secondary than they had before. You know, so how are you going to get that chemistry between those guys if you don't get the reps together? It's gonna to be tough, man. It is, man. Hey, finally here. Did you play against Goose? I did. That was my dude, too, man. In fact, I was just I was just telling those guys, you know, I mean, my first, my first, the first time I ever went to a charity golf tournament was it Sarah Goose's golf tournament, and needs to say, stuff that I saw there I shouldn't have saw. In fact, whatever stayed on the night, whatever happened <laughs> hey, on the night, hey, bridge, pit night Guys,
1: green. those pit guys were messed up, man. Oh All man, know. you know,
6: and it was in Atlantic City, you know, and and this is my foursome. It was uh it was um well the force in front of us, they had Jordan and Charles and 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 I'm with um I'm with Rodney Pete and uh and and we ended up going into that group up there and I, I tell you what, I was in charge of just driving the cart and and serving and serving you know the liquor and the cigars to him, and that was probably the best time ever. The best time I ever had on a golf tournament, man. Hey,
1: Barrett. I was at a golf outing with with Goose and a bunch of his boys, like Fralick and them guys up at. Oh yeah, party. yeah, 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 yeah. All I'll tell you is, I woke up, my pants were down by my waist, and I had no idea what house I was in, and I had no <laughs> idea how I got there, and I had no idea why my pants were down to my ankles. <laughs> and I, I I got up, and I was so afraid. No one. I was by myself.
6: (laughs) uh, Like I said, what happened on the, on the ninth green stayed on the ninth green. So just put it like that, man. (laughs) Absolutely. Hey man, just do
1: me a favor. That D gun, man, he gives you a lot of stuff about, you know, Hey, Barrett's got Barrett time. Okay. It's called Barrett time, man. I love you and your mom and bro. I'll tell you what, thank you for the message. On Father's Day, you are one of my truly good friends now. I, you my I, dude, bro. I'm so proud to be your boy, man. I mean, thank you so much, man. It
6: means a lot to me. Oh, man, you my dog, man. Call me anytime, bro, all right? You got me too, <laughs> man. Anytime you need. Thank you, Barrett. That's my boy, Barrett
1: Brooks, man. Love talking with him. We have a fun time each and every single time. Do me a favor. Go to my friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, Understand that this is the one law firm that you will need to go to battle for you because they're the biggest law firm in the country. For the people is not a slogan. It's not some gimmick that they have. This is what they are. This is who they've been for 30 years. Plus, collecting over $13.5 billion worth of compensation for their clients. 800 attorneys strong. That's an army of attorneys. In offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida, nobody's bigger than Morgan & Morgan. And there's no such thing, by the way, as a fender bender. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation is free. 800-512-1600. Listen, 24-7, seven days a week, Morgan & Morgan is open. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Seal sent you.
9: When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too. The biggest, actually. And we're built to bite to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. ForThePeople.com.
0: With Rick Williams, it's the team you trust to bring it all together—the stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at eleven with Rick Williams.
2: All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion?
3: Really? <laughs> yes, really. Don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the Go to the left. out. Mama, go up. Oh, mama. She did it.
4: Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
3: Uh Uh-huh.
1: sills national football show please hit the like button love talking to my homie man i love that guy barrett brooks i do man i just love that guy 12 plus years in national football league playing with a chip on his shoulder the way he does man i i just have nothing but great respect for that man i really do and he's nice to everybody but trust me man when you play that long OK, he, he's got one of them dark side parts of him, too, because they all do. <laughs> all right. I just love that guy, man. Such a fan of his. Hey, real quick, before I get into what my topic was and I threw at you guys. And by the way, nobody answered it. And by the way, I'm going to tell you what I would do. I'm not giving that kid a full year. If it's not going well, I'm not going to stumble along. I'll get to that here in a minute. Today's the 50th anniversary of Title IX. The fight for women's sports. My daughter is a collegiate athlete. and She plays rugby, a very physical sport. And her team's one of the top four teams in the country. And I would have a problem with my daughter playing against a dude that called himself a woman. Okay, I would. And by the way, this is no slight on who you want to be in your life. You could be whatever you want. You can have your own life, your own thoughts, your own practices, but don't inflict it on women's sports who have been fighting for 50 years to get their place on the sports page. Why would the white house and why would politics and politicians try to hurt and damage women's sports when they've gone so far and fought so hard to get where they are. Now you injure women's opportunities to get scholarships, have a bite of the apple the same way that other collegiate athletes have having their chance. I am completely against anything where somebody says that I could be a dude and go into women's sports. You're polluting it. And again, you know what you're going to hear? was so he he's a homophobe, or he's a he, he doesn't believe in transgender. I can say that. That's not what I'm saying. You can be whatever you want in your life, but not at the expense of others. That's your personal choice. That's not my daughter's personal choice to play against a transgender player. That's a political view. That's political politics doing that. That's the White House doing that. That should never be in sports. You know the beautiful thing? Do you know the beautiful thing about sports? And you all know this. We have a scoreboard. There's a scoreboard. You can't move the scoreboard. You see, in politics, you can move the chains all the time. Even a loss, you can debate a loss with a political race, and move the chains. They do it every day. It's ad nauseum. But in sports, there's a winner and loser. You can't change that dynamic. When the Patriots went undefeated in the regular season and got beaten in the Super Bowl by that 10-6 and Giants team, you can't erase that. Or when the Eagles pounded the Patriots, you can't go like this. Well, you know, that was just a fluke. Okay? Didn't really happen. That's the greatest thing about sports. But what happens today is we bring politics into the sports world. Here's another great example of it. You know, it's crazy. One of the greatest things that Richard Nixon ever did was Title IX. You see that thing signed on the wall back there? That's signed by Nixon. I was honored by the White House years and years ago. As one of the best... You you remember those things, faces in the crowd, Sports Illustrated used to have? I I was one of those kids back in the day. And it was such an honor to be honored by the White House like that. Dude, don't, don't pollute collegiate sports. And I never have been more passionate about women's sports now because my daughter's involved in it. Okay? I mean... I just, I just don't do that. Women's sports have fought so hard to get where they are. We barely watch it now. And you're going to make a freak show out of it. Congratulations to all the women that are in America right now. Congratulations to Billie Jean King, Martina Navratilova, all those folks that have made women's sports. Serena Williams is one of my favorite athletes of all time because of Title IX. She's brilliant. I would say this Serena might be the greatest tennis player in American history. And it's because of Title IX. Let's not screw this thing up a little bit here. That's all I'm saying. Keep your politics out of sports. So not cool, man. It's just it's just not cool. And, and, and by the way, nobody supports it. Nobody supports that. But psychotic way, most Democrats don't support that. Wacko liberals support that stuff. Nobody wants to see women's sports in the sports page for the wrong reason. I want to see women's sports when we're talking about Florence Griffin Joyner, or we're watching Serena, and we're watching these brilliant athletes of today, and we're just cheering them on. PGA, the LPGA Tour has some really great golfers on it now. Come on, man. Do we really need to go there? Doesn't make sense. You can't do this. Well, because I was a failure as a male athlete, I want to do it on the women's level. <laughs> that, that's not That's not helping women's sports. And by the way, This has nothing to do with my view on whether or not you have a right to call yourself whatever, call yourself whatever you want in life. I don't care. It has no bearing on my life, but don't make it a bearing on my life. All right. I asked you this topic and I want to reset it at the top here. Are you prepared to give the full season to Jalen? Come hell or high water. Are you willing to give him the full year? Okay. Are you? Do me a favor hit the like button. Hour two. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
0: at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: Alright, did you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion?
3: Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. Alright, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the cafe, come on. Mama, go up, oh, She did it.
4: Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
3: Uh-huh.
1: To national football show it's your boy big sales please hit the like button thank you guys so much for coming aboard by the way um manster asked if i've ever tipped a car are you a friend of mine from back in my youth hmm are you a friend of mine we used to go car tipping me and my friend by the way it's funny what my next take is going to be here a little bit on tony saragusa i'm so happy to see the outpour of love that was given to him. Sarah Goose is a pit guy, and one of my high school buddies, Tony Brown, played um, at Pittsburgh, and Bob Bukowski and Bill Fralick and all them pit guys used to come back to Stanford, Connecticut all the time with Tony. So I got a chance to meet all these guys. So in the middle of the night, after we had a few, we would look for Volkswagens, and you could see down the road, this is horrible, my aunt's watching right now, like where I lived and where Tony lived, anybody who had a Volkswagen parked on the side of the road, we'd get out and the two of us or the three of us would tip these Volkswagens over. <laughs> we're not over, but on their side, you'd see about four or five of these Volkswagens tipped on their side as you're driving down the street. And everyone would know because, I mean, we're like the biggest guys in the city and we're just tipping these cars all the time. So have I tipped a car? Yes, me and my boys used to go car tipping when I was a young kid. Yeah, I, I, Kevin, I guess it. I didn't know what cow tipping was. I went Volkswagen tipping. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, those little rat hey, those little like uh Volkswagen rabbits, man, we used to put on their side all the time, man. Oh man. Car tipping is like cow tipping when you're in the Northeast. Bob, obviously, you know what I'm talking about, right? Big Sills out of control. Hey, by the way, then guess what we'd do? This is so bad. Then we would go do a hojo bolt. You know what a hojo? <laughs> yeah, we I didn't realize the hellraisers we were. We'd order like seven thousand, like all kinds of food. Then, then, then you do a hojo bolt. Oh. And sometimes you get caught, you got to pay for it, man, right? Oh, oh, we were fools, dude. We were we were total fools. A lot of fun, though, back in that time, man. It was just a lot of fun. You know it was funny, too? Hey, smile, the Howard Johnsons, man. And some of the people that – because, you know, I mean, you knew who I was. So it wasn't like, you know, people would show up at the high school going, uh, Dan Silio and his buddies were over at Howard Johnson's over in Japan and they ran out on a bill. And man, when my grandfather got a hold of that, man, did you run out on a bill? I'm down at the fire department. They're saying you guys are running out. I'm like, I, 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 he goes, oh, yeah, they jumped off a bridge. You would too, right? You son of a. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. Oh, God. Those ain't hey, Betty online too. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> Trust me. She knows. Hey, Chris, just to show you that my aunt knows. Hey, bet I'm going to tell the story. Okay? So my cousin Kevin and I are sitting, um, and she worked at this place called Trendsetters in New Canaan. And, okay, so there's a school bus sitting there. So what does Sills do? Just goes in there. My cousin Kevin's sitting in the back. I'm moving it around. And I go like this. Oh. Bang. This bus goes screaming down the hill. <laughs> Hitting every tree there possibly could be. Dang, dang. I don't know how we didn't get killed. Dang, dang. I go, run for it. Sure enough, man. We run back in. My aunt's in this place. I sit there. Sure enough, man. This guy comes rolling around. This kid just, this kid just drove a bus down the side of a hill. I couldn't have been more than 15 when I did that. Oh man. <laughs> Dude, my aunt's like, what are you, crazy? Oh, my God. Funny stuff, man. Holy cow. I'll get an earful on that one. Yeah, My aunt goes, you, I knew it. (laughs) Oh, man. Ridiculous. A lot of fun, though, man. Love growing up there, man. What up, Jeremiah? Please, everybody, please hit the like button here. All right. So Gardner Minshew is considered one of the best backup quarterbacks in the National Football League, according to CBS. I changed the list around a little bit. But CBS Sports has Gardner Minshew. I think he had him sixth. I got him fourth. I think he's the best backup quarterback, fourth best backup quarterback in the league. I got um, Tyler Heineke at 10, Tyrod Taylor, nine. Andy Dalton of the Saints, eight. Jacoby Brissett Brown, seven. Case Keenum, Bill, six. I've got Tyler Huntley. I love that kid with the Ravens. I think that kid's got a chance one day to be a starter somewhere. Uh, number five, I get Gardner Minshew, four. Um, I have Teddy Bridgewater, three. Nick Foles, two. I got Jimmy G, one. Okay? I got Jimmy Garoppolo, one. So my question to you, with all the things that we've been talking about, with the Eagles. And by the way, some of you are probably thinking this, geez, Jalen Hurts gets a lot of coverage. The quarterback in every city in America gets a lot of coverage. You don't think they're talking about, do you think father? T- Here, let me give you the storylines quarterback-wise that are going on around the country. Not that you care, but just so you know that it's not just in Philly. In Tampa, you're asking this. Hey, is Brady and Father Time caught him? And he is as is focused as he's been in the past with all this retirement talk. Is Aaron Rodgers going to not have the same kind of year, not having Devontae Adams? Is he going to be able to develop wide receivers? Can Matthew Stafford in Los Angeles do it again? Can... Justin Herbert, do it. In Miami, you think Tua's really the guy? In New Orleans, man, we're going to put our faith in Jameis Winston. In Baltimore, wow, man, you think Lamar can stay healthy? In Phoenix, is Kyler mature enough to be the face of a franchise? In Chicago, Justin Fields, man, I don't know. Jets, man, Zach Wilson did not show me enough for me to feel comfortable that he's the face of that franchise. Giants, Daniel Jones is not it. What are we going to do? So those are the conversations that are going on around the country. You're you're not the only city that has this debate every day because there's a lot invested here in this. Same thing, smile Pittsburgh. What are you going to do in Pittsburgh? Are you really going to go with Mitchell Trubisky or are you going to go with the kid Pickett you drafted? Okay, agreed. Pittsburgh, hey, by the way, there's a new storyline. Is Baker Mayfield really being pursued by the Seahawks? Should he go to Carolina and said, take less money? All of that stuff is being debated every single day with different views and different topics. So when we talk about Jalen here, you're not immune to it because your franchise this year, I said, there's three things here that we're going to be constantly focused on the head coach, the defensive coordinator, and the quarterback's play. Eh, Okay, Sydney. will Matt Ryan fit in an Indy? That's a debate. Are you sure it was right to give up on Carson Wentz? Carson Wentz in Washington. Wilson in Denver. Okay, all right. With all the things that we've debated here and talked about. How about this? Let me first get a sense of what you think. Do you think this 2022 roster, and and you know what? I don't know if you can be objective. I think Xander can be objective. I don't know if you can. Is this 2022 roster better than the 2017 roster i think this is i think this is where we have to start with this topic here 2022 versus 2017 do you think this roster is as good as that 17 roster Xander says, roster better, quarterbacks not. Actually, I don't know, man. It's a tight question. Eastside Monster, you have the same response that Xander has. Kevin says, we really don't know. Well, then, Kevin, walk me back to the preseason of 2017 That's why I don't know if you can be objective because you know the end result. That's like telling me that the Titanic is going to be a fantastic ocean liner and you already know it hits the iceberg. You know what I'm saying? You know that team wins. So I don't know if you can be objective on it. What's a better roster, the 17 team or this 2022 team? What up, I appreciate you coming aboard. Please hit the like button, folks. Cox and Graham were closer to their prime then. Ravens fans here, I will be objective. Yes, I do, as a whole. By the way, I think you guys have a really great roster this year. That Ravens team's going if, to, if, if Lamar's healthy, look out. It has the potential to be better. See, hi, 2017, they proved it. That's why I'm not sure you can be objective. That's why I'm asking you, who do you think has a better roster? Watch this. June 23rd, 2022 versus June 23rd, 2017. If we take away the quarterback's this year is better.
6: Wow, you can't,
1: man. We thought Wentz was a perennial playoff quarterback. Well, he was eleven and two that year. It it's hard to be objective because what we know. It, you're you're right, you're, and 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 I understand that. That's why I said I don't know if you can. Nobody thought we were good in 17. Charles, I'll admit to Charles, in 17, no, because I thought Wentz was the guy too. And I'm with you guys. He failed at the end. But then I thought he was the guy. And when he got out to that start, he got out to like a blazing start in 17. Threw for 33 touchdowns. As a matter of fact, he carried that team. He carried that team for 75% of the year. Is that fair? He carried that Super Bowl team 75% of the year. Okay, it was 13 games. I mean, he only missed three. Seventeen. The football god smiled upon us. I know that. I'm talking. Do you think the roster's better? Because I'm going with a modern day topic here. Jenkins and McLeod, Harris, Epps, and Tarv. Reason they, reason why they was called the underdogs. Wentz got. Wentz had a mediocre rookie. I don't care about that. I asked you about seventeen. Okay, here let me then let me let me expand on it now. I'm going to take Xander's take on it. I don't know. That tells me a lot. Because we do know the result. That team won the Super Bowl. So obviously, you think highly of this 2022 team. If you think that roster was really good, Xander, it's a good take. Okay? Because you know what you're telling me? I asked Xander, okay, works in the media, been a lifelong Philly dude, his passion's that team. Same with you guys. You know what he just told me? He told me a lot about this year's roster with I don't know. Because if I asked him any other year, Any other year, maybe one of those McNabb years, you'd be like this. That's your benchmark, and you're comparing everything to that because you hoisted the Lombardi Trophy. That means you guys think highly of this team and this roster and the collection of talent that you have. I will say this, though. I don't think your coaching's better this year than it was in seventeen. I don't. I think your coaches are still in training wheels. That's a factor. The two things that you have going against you going into this regular season is the inexperience at the quarterback position and at the coaching position. You can have the best roster on the planet here, but you're deficient in two things that play a factor in NFL seasons. Coaching quarterback. Frightens you. Frightens me. Okay. Think about that. Your quarterback was playing at an unbelievable rate. He was MVP. And then guess what else? You had a coaching staff that was coaching out of their ass. And you know how we know they coached out of their ass? When that damn dude took Nick Foles and dragged his ass across the finish line. That's freaking unbelievably great coaching. You think that Nate Sirianni has the same capability as Frank Wright and Doug Peterson if something happens to Jalen to take Gardner Minshew and you can run through the tape and get to the NFC Championship game? That's a big putt. For me to believe that today that you have in their second year a coaching staff. Do you know how many jobs Frank Reich had prior to getting the offensive coordinator's job in Philadelphia? He was a freaking gypsy. Look it up. He had 14 jobs. Look it up. He had 14 assistant coaching jobs. Buffalo, San Diego, everywhere, Carolina. Peterson had gone around too. He was coaching high school to get an opportunity. They handpicked these guys, uh, you know, off of Frank's tree, by the way. Think of that. You do not have the coaching experience. How about this? Even if you think Nick's good, the experience factor alone doesn't equate to what that coaching staff was in 17. Was Jim Schwartz your D coordinator too? Was he the defensive coordinator in 17? Who was that coordinator in 2017? That won that Super Bowl. Let me see this. I think Schwartz was still in Detroit then. Who was the Philadelphia Eagles defensive coordinator in 2017? It was Jim Schwartz. That must have been his first first year after being fired. And I thought Jim Schwartz did a hell of a job in Detroit, even though the numbers didn't really show it. So get this. So you had a former head football coach as your defensive coordinator. You had one of the most innovative guys at offensive coordinator in Frank Reich, who's gone on to do some pretty good things as a head coach in Indianapolis, won more games than what the Eagles have won since he went there. And you had Doug Peterson. So if you think the roster, what's this? The roster's a push. The Coaching staff is by far not. Why would Howie assemble a football team as good as the 2017 group and put training wheel coaches in the building with them? What's the... How does that make sense? This is where I come down again what I said yesterday about Howie Roseman. You need to let your coaches hire the assistant coaches. Okay? I mean, if your rosters and what you guys are saying is close, we'll get to the quarterback in a minute here. If you're telling me it's close, where you lose me is you don't have the coaches that you had then. Those coaches had seen everything. Jim Swartz was a head coach. He had been kicked around a bit. That guy gets the Philly, he turns that unit into a monster unit. Your offensive coordinator was a guy who was customizing game plans for every week like a chameleon. You had a head coach That was us against the world mentality. Hey, no one thinks we're good. I know we are. And he was exuding that to the group. When Nick Sirianni talks to me like that, I think a school teacher or a bookworm's talking to me. No disrespect, Nick, but this is big boy football, dude. I don't know if I see the same confidence that I do in Doug Peterson that I do in Nick Sirianni when he starts talking to me about planting seeds and shit. Okay, guy, you know, that's all good and stuff for the media. But for football guys, this is about going out and doing hand-to-hand combat. You're talking to me about funny t-shirts and all this other shit. I'm in hand-to-hand combat on Sundays. Hand-to-hand combat. And if you put me in a shitty position, I'm going to come looking for you. You better not put me in a... Hell, Fletcher Cox is trying to do it very... Politically last year, man, I don't know what we're doing here at 215. You're asking me to do all kinds of crazy shit. No, Gary, I'm having a conversation here because I'm going to get to my topic, actually. Nobody's screwed. Okay? One uh, above all said, Doug said a ton of goofy shit. The difference, though, is it panned out. It panned out got to remember something about last year's fool's gold of a record last year was fool's gold i hate to tell you this you beat no one you don't get pats on the back for beating shitty teams <laughs> who said that you need to beat the rams of the worlds and the bucks and the packers to get validation in this league beating teams with no hope does not validate you. That's why when I had Baird on a couple minutes ago, and we were talking about DC head coach and quarterback, you don't get validation because you played well against shitty teams. You've there's the question marks is the staff and the QB. You guys just told me that you think this roster is in the same category You know what 007 said? Look at Dallas's dynasty, continue with Barry Switzer. He did never talent-evaluated anything. As a matter of fact, 007, the entire coaching staff, the entire coaching staff that coached under Jimmy stayed intact. Barry's biggest comment that he told, Jerry Jones, the day he took the job, I know this. Larry Lacewell told me what was said in the office when Barry Switzer got the job and Jimmy was fired. You want to hear it? I'll tell you. No one knows it, or very few do. The first thing, th- hey, what, what what's this? The first thing Barry Switzer said, where's Jimmy. To Jer- And Jerry goes like this. Barry, you know he's fired. Jimmy's gone. He goes like this, and I'm going to be very candid. Barry goes, how could you two fuck this up? How could you two fuck this up? Remember, Switzer coached both those guys at Arkansas. He was their freshman coach at Arkansas. He goes, how could you two guys do that? Why would you do that? And he was so prophetic in what he said because Jerry's never been back. He goes, I'm not going to screw anything up. I'm leaving everything intact. It was all Jimmy's fundamentals. Ask Switzer. He'll tell you. Okay? Maniac says, I've pissed seven times since Cilio started. That's how much Cilio makes me drink. (laughs) What am I saying that's wrong here? Okay, what 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 am I saying that's wrong here? You're well, what's this? Why well, you think today's coaching staff is better than that 17 coaching staff? Xander, I I don't even want to ask him that. I'm not asking him that. That's a dumb question. Okay? That's clickbait. I don't need you to answer that. I already know that. But what you guys have said to me here is, well, 17 and 2022, boy, it looks pretty close to me on talent. Except for the two things that matter the most, coaching staff and quarterback. Wow. So you're basically a head coach away and a quarterback away. You're just not a quarterback away. Even Andy Reid with this team and that quarterback. It's Alex Smith, 2.0, kind of. The Eagles look like an Alex Smith kind of team. Like that. Good. Not Spectacular. You you put a here. Look, I, I want to go to my topic though. To get torched by old man Brady, and see what the Rams did the following week to him shows you how far the Eagles are. Um. Do you really think that that was a fair, a fair comparison, Gary? It's Tom Brady. I would have liked my chances against the Rams because why the San Francisco 49ers earlier in the year ran the ball down their throat and ran them off the field. I would have liked that matchup more than I would have the Bucks matchup. I would have taken that matchup a little bit better. I would like to have played the Rams Bucks at home with Brady. I don't know. It was a recipe for a disaster. That was a horrible matchup. Okay? That was a horrible matchup. Yeah, but Chris, the Bucks embarrassed us. The Bucks. How many people have Brady embarrassed in his career? Watch this. Tom Brady embarrassed me. All right. That's like saying Derrick Henry ran me over. <laughs> well, there's about 50 guys he's done that to, so I understand. Okay, it's a little different when you got Jimmy Garoppolo beating Aaron Rodgers as many times as he has. I know what you're saying, Sills, but we got to see more than a year for coaching for quarterback. That's my topic. I want to take a timeout, okay? And I'm going to hit on something. You guys can – hey, listen, one thing we do here that I love – you say, you could disagree with me 100% on this thing here. But if your roster and what you guys are saying is as close as the 17, I'll have the topic here for you. My friends at Morgan & Morgan, where the fee is free, meaning this, they don't get paid unless you get your fair compensation. If you're hurt or injured on the job, do me a favor, my friends. Call Morgan & Morgan. They are the biggest law firm in the country, and they will go to work for you and do battle for you. There's no such thing as a fender bender at Morgan & Morgan. For the people, I will tell you, and I will tell you again, for over 25 years, it is not a slogan. It is exactly who they are. With over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida, they have those attorneys ready to go to battle for you once you pick up the phone and make the call. 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free, the consultation's free, 800-512-1600, open 24-7, seven days a week. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, please do me a favor, tell them Big Sales sent you.
9: I'm John Morgan of Morgan & Morgan. When you're hit from behind in a car crash, the insurance company may try to say, you can't possibly be hurt. It was only a few miles an hour. It's simply not true. You see, here's the thing. Getting hit at 10 miles per hour is like falling off of this. 15 miles per hour like this and only 25 miles per hour this Injured dial pound law. There's only one Morgan and Morgan
0: with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. All
3: right, did
2: you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion?
3: Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to writer, go fake, mama. mama, go up, oh, She
5: did it.
4: Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
10: Uh-huh.
1: Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Sales. You know, I keep seeing this Josh Allen comparison to Jalen. Do you understand that people like Cosell and some of the great talent evaluators like Scott Pioli said that Josh Allen was one of the most physically gifted quarterbacks they have ever seen come out of college? They compared him to like Elway ability. Trevor Lawrence, too, is in that conversation. Stop doing that. No one's ever confused Jalen Hurts for having that kind of ability or that body type. Or I was listening to Shady McCoy. You know what Shady McCoy said today on a sports show? He said, When I was in Buffalo, They asked him, did you know right away? He goes, yeah. You know, you saw, you didn't know if he was going to be great this year, but you knew immediately. You saw this dude jumping over people, rocket arm. You just knew it when you saw it. Don't let your eyeball test lie to you. You compare him to Josh Allen is a joke. Josh Allen is a prototypical passer. He is a passer. Jalen's not a passer. We had this discussion yesterday. He is not a passer. Okay? He's not a passer. Stop that. He's a hybrid quarterback. I know you don't like to hear that, but he's not. Your hope is he develops like Lamar developed. You're hoping that comparison Do I think he'll ever reach the heights of Lamar Jackson like a league MVP? Absolutely not. But do I think he's functional enough? Look, if Trent Dilfer can win a Super Bowl, Jalen Hurts can win one. Okay? He can. If Colin Kaepernick can get a team to the Super Bowl, that's a great question. Do you think in the Super Bowl year of Colin Kaepernick, the way he was playing, do you think Jalen's better than Kaepernick? Do, do, do Kaepernick has the same fundamental skills as Jalen, and vice versa? You you think Jalen's better than Colin Kaepernick? Here, I'm, 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 let me let me take a look at that Super Bowl year. When he took over for Alex Smith, Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick's stats. What year did the Niners, can you guys remember what year the Niners went to the Super Bowl against the Ravens in 2013? He was 12 and four. He was 12 and 4, threw for 3197, 21 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. 2012. He was 5 and 2 took over. Okay. Boy these numbers look pretty similar. They, they're pretty similar. They're pretty similar. The more I'm looking at them, the, the, he those watch this. Xander says the same thing. If if I, if I'm looking without a name, I see Jalen Hurts all over this. 3197, 33. The interception ratio is kind of low, but they're real similar. You know, he runs the ball a lot if you go down here to rushing. 524, 639, 256, 470. I don't know. Very similar. Your comparison to the rest of these guys in the league, your comparison's Colin Kaepernick. You've got Colin Kaepernick quarterbacking your team. The numbers say it. And by the way, before you think that's shit, Colin Kaepernick did win the NFC. Okay? By the way, I don't think Colin was a bad quarterback. I think he had Jim Harbaugh as his coach, though. Jim Harbaugh, do you know what his record is as an NFL head coach? He's 41-14-1. Jim Harbaugh actually is more suited for the NFL than he is for college, in my opinion. Look what he said. Uh, That 49er team had a great roster, same as you do now. Kaepernick was nothing special. You know what? I could do this, Mike. That Eagle team had a great roster. Jalen Hurts was nothing special. He ran a lot and got red zone TDs with his legs. What's the difference? Just the name. Sounds the same to me. Deshante goes, there you go, comparing Hurts to another quarterback. No, I'm telling you, you're comparing him to the wrong guy. You're comparing him to these passers. He's not. But it shows you, I think you missed the point and this landed wrong. I'm going to make sure this lands right for you. Kaepernick was good enough to take a good roster to the Super Bowl, like I'm telling you. Jalen's good enough to do what Colin Kaepernick did to get you to the Super Bowl. Is he going to throw for 33 touchdowns? Never in your life, but he doesn't need to. I believe they had Frank Gore running the ball then. They had a dominant running attack, played great on defense, hell of a roster. That's where I want this to land, this conversation. Nobody's comparing him physically. I'm comparing his game. Jesus, criminy. What are we going to do next? What part of the country he's from? I'm comparing his game. Guys, we're not talking physicality here. Kaepernick was 10 times more physical than Jalen will ever be. Kyler Murray is a pretty decent passer, my friends. Give me credit, Sills, for saying that for weeks now, Sills. Okay, Davey. Okay. Let me get to the topic. Look, I hope it landed where I wanted it to land. Kali Kaepernick got a football team to the Super Bowl. You guys are keep going like this. Well, Sills, you you have us doing really well this year. I do. I think if he plays the same way that Kaepernick played in either twelve or thirteen when they got to the bowl you get there, too, because you got a good – you told me. You told me that you think that this roster is as good as that 2017 roster. Xander even goes like this. I don't know. I think it's close. Now, the coaching is different. Maybe Nick turns into Andy Reid. Hopefully, we're all hoping that. Okay, now watch this now. Here's what I'll ask you. Here's where the topic comes in now. Are you really going to allow a football team that has a roster as good as 2017 to let a dude play the whole year out? If he starts shitting the bed going into that bye, are you really going to let him play all 17? I would never. I would never implode my year to try to make a point. If you guys think that you have the same ability that you had in 17, that's almost criminal to the other guys in the locker room. Because the front office wants to prove a point, you're going to do it at the – then again, you've done it before. When you lay down for that game at the end of the year and you put Nate Sutfeld in, you sabotage the game – why wouldn't you sabotage the back end of the season? Plus, your draft choices would be higher in the in the draft order. Howie doesn't lose. He's got two ones. Shit, if they shit the bed, Howie's got to look at it like this. Well, we shit the bed, but at the end of the day, we're in a better position to get a quarterback because my draft choices are higher now in the order. That's how he's looking at this. You know he made that Saints move for one move. He's not drafting a safety. He's going to move there. I'm not saying he's praying for the team to lose. I am not saying that at all. I'm saying he can't lose. And that's why he is going to let him play through all 17, even if he sucks. And I'm not suggesting he is. I'm saying that your general manager has this thing set up perfectly. Has it set up perfectly. If Jalen shits the bed, those draft choices, they start getting higher and more valuable in the draft order. What if the Saints implode and Jameis Winston sucks out loud? Could you potentially have two picks in the top 15 you're going to land on somebody you want now. Manster says the Saints have to lose often. Well, let's see how they do with Jameis Winston. Bob says, Sills, unless Hurts regresses, he gets the year. Minshew is not the answer. I never said he was the answer, but he's not going to be put in. I would never... Injure a season, okay? When you're telling me you have the same talent you did during the Super Bowl year, you just all said that. All of you just said that. You're going to compromise your year and not putting the other guy in. Why again? Because the GM wants the quarterback in the draft. Howie has already shown you he will lose a game or two. He will compromise the roster. He's done it. That's my big ass with him. Because 53 men prepare every single Sunday to play in a game. And when your organization and or your coaching staff puts you in a position to lose and you can't do anything about it, that's not winning football. That's not a winning culture. That that's that's a guy whose ego, once again, like I said yesterday, goes off the reservation and doesn't allow football. That's why Mike Tomlin wins all the games that he wins. Mike Tomlin's not gonna compromise anything. What's that famous line that Mike Tomlin has? Don't ever let go of the rope. You ain't letting you let go of the rope that year. Just to get Wentz out of the building. That's why he did that embarrassed Wentz. you pull him for nate sudfield then you put you pulled jalen even he didn't give a shit but the other 52 guys in the building he tanked that game on purpose no one in philly's going to tell you that though because you know why they want press passes they want to go to games and sit in the press box and eat this food up in the press box at the link and have the ability to maybe get someone on every now and then. That's why they don't tell you that. Hey, lay down for that game. That's a crime. That's sabotaging your own system, your own beliefs, your head coach, your coaching staff. That's why Doug Peterson kicked rocks down the street. Didn't want any part of that shit. Who would? I'd love the move to lose that game. I don't want to lose any game. Well, here's the difference between me and you, dude. Everything I do, I do to win. I don't give a shit what it is. If you keep in score, I want to win. That's why when people always go like this to me, okay? Hey, you know, preseason doesn't matter. Well, if they're keeping score, I want to win it then, okay? Giants were pissed. I don't give a shit about the Giants. Care less about the Giants. Nathan. And you, you know Nathan goes, Seattle practically said they were tanking this year. And you know what? That's the difference of why Paul Allen, when he was the owner of that team, that team had everything going in the right directions. When they had Todd Lewicki as the president of the Seahawks, and they were putting all the foundations down and everything down in the general manager's office, and Pete Carroll didn't have all the autonomy that he has now. And you had one of the richest men and one of the smartest men of all time in Paul Allen, one of the original owners of Microsoft, knew how to build organizations, and you don't have that anymore? Why do you think Seattle's fallen on its face? Pete Carroll's a good coach. He's a shitty manager. That's what happened to Bill O'Brien in Houston. Bill O'Brien's a pretty decent coach. He's won a lot of ball. Bill O'Brien has a winning record as a head football coach in the NFL. He's horrible as a general. You get rid of DeAndre Hopkins because your owner wants or your GM wants you to? I would have looked at that GM and went, I'm out. I'm out. I'll get another job. He did. He's got a job right now as the OC at Alabama, and he's going to pick his job next because everyone knows what a train wreck it is in Houston. Another guy that has been rehabilitated by Nick Saban. Isn't it funny? All these coaches that have been rehabilitated by Nick Saban. Hey, Xander, get this: Lane Kiffin, eight million bucks, Ole Miss. Steve Sarkisian, eight million and a half, Texas Longhorns. Bill O'Brien, two and a half million dollars, OC Alabama will pick his job here real soon in the NFL or in the college ranks. All under the rehab of Dr. Saban. Come oh, man. Some of you may not like what I'm saying here. Seals, by the way, what you're saying about winning, how did you feel about the Sixers process? It's a culture that can't be changed. It's a culture that can't be changed because the owner allows it. The Sixers tanking and you're here like this? Nowhere. You're kind of decent. If I was Joel Embiid, why would I stay in an organization that doesn't know how to win and is not trying to fix a culture? Get rid of guys like Jimmy Butler, pass on other really great players, okay? it's I mean, it's a train wreck of an organization. Bob goes, that's why Howie has a young staff. He could dictate how they move forward. That's completely true why they have a training wheels head coaching staff. Gary, look at that. Dr. Saban gets you the bag of money. Absolutely. If you're a coach. Wait a minute. I forgot one too, Xander. Um, Let me think. Let me do it one more time. Sarkeesian makes $8.5 million a year. As a Texas Longhorn, he just nailed Arch Manning as the top recruit in the country. Lane Kiffin makes eight and a half now at Ole Miss, former OC in Bama. Put up with a lot of shit of his, correct? Kirby Smart just won a national championship, and makes $10 million. Bill O'Brien's going to get a job. He makes two and a half now. Dr. Saban? Jesus, just criminy. You get a job at the Alabama Crimson Tide on that coaching staff, you're destined for a bag of money or a Brinks truck. I mean, these are premier programs that he sets these guys up for. You know the only thing he asks them to do? You know the only thing that Nick Saban asks his coaches not to do? Once you get one of these great opportunities, don't raid his staff. That that's one of his pet peeves. I know that because it aggravates him when one of his guys gets a big gig. They try raiding his staff and taking some of the guys with him. He hates that. Okay? Go build your own shit. I gave you an opportunity. Now you want to try to hurt us. Why? The only reason we had to tank was because how he built a crap team. Built a crap team, he allowed it to disintegrate. He was wrong on the quarterback again. He's been wrong on the quarterback his entire time in Philly. The only quarterback that they've been right on since 2000 has been McNabb. Think of that. In 22 years, you've had one quarterback you were right on. Okay? And and get this. And I guess you could say you were right on Foles, because he he's a winner. Put Foles in a different uniform and a different helmet. Not so the case though. Chris says Wentz was solid until the injury. I say Wentz was solid until the Seattle game. A lot of the coaches you mentioned couldn't cut it the mustard in the NFL. You know that's a great comment by Bobby. Unfortunately, Bobby, here's the difference: that um, Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian make twice the salary Nick Sirianni makes in Philly. Twice the salary. Who gives a shit about coaching in the NFL versus college? I look at paychecks. Okay. Thank you, Xander. No, he shouldn't have. He's going to make more money in Texas. You think he chose Texas over Bama because Texas is a better program? Since when? They've got 55 four- or five-star guys on that roster, and they get beat by teams like Kansas. What in anybody's mind would make you think that Texas is a better place than Alabama. now Xander, I disagree. I think you're going to have the biggest boosters in the country, according to Forbes. The two richest programs. I hate to tell people, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, according to Forbes, I think Bama's ninth or tenth when it comes to value of what your program is. A and M and the Longhorns are number one. And it's not close. It's not close. The money in Texas, I told you this at the open of the show. They chose Texas because of the brand and the dough that's there. Okay, Bama's three. Okay, I know AM and and the Longhorns are one and two. That hey, that Kyle Field at A and M, Bama. Okay, Bama's third or fourth. Okay, Texas and Texas A and M man have enormous dough. Enormous. He he. That brand is going to help him, and plus he doesn't have the rigors of the SEC. He's going to own that conference. You go, you play in that SEC, man. Okay. You go to Bama. I'll play LSU one week. Then I got to turn around and play Florida. Then I got to turn around and play AM. Then I got to turn around and play a good Kentucky team with a high draft choice quarterback on it. Then I got to turn around. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Ba- okay. Homeboy got his he got his little heart hurt when I said they were ninth or tenth in money. Oh, sorry, man. I just know Texas is going to give him more money. Texas is moving to the SEC. Ryan, not for three years. He may not be there in three years. This guy's probably going to play two years in Texas. Sounds like Arch was scared. Eh. See, to me. I'm going to Bama. Hey, look, it's hard for me as big sales to say that I would never go to Miami. And that's not the case because it's I can't be that objective. But kids today, okay, man, at SEC. I'll tell you this though. I wouldn't play for Brian Kelly at LSU. Under something about him down there, I think he's full of shit. And I wouldn't play for him. I think they're gonna struggle with him. Hey, everybody, how you doing? This is Brian Kelly from Maine. Y'all fixing to come over and have yourself a soiree. We make those ribs in a barrel down here in Tuscaloosa. By the way, I had the best ribs in my entire life in Birmingham. And by the way, I'll tell you something, Xander. I played on one of the greatest fields in the history of college football, Legion Field. I played when I was in the World League against the Birmingham Fire, I think they were called. And I played on Legion Field. Alabama played there for the longest of time. They would play a game or two down there at Legion Field. And when you walk into that stadium and you see bear Bryan in that thing with a the statue there, that was one of the highlights having played on Legion Field. Okay. Dan wants her to succeed. That's why he's so hard on him. I get it now. Interesting. Yeah. Cuz the bars the bars set high. The bar is set Guys, you tell me that this roster is as good as the 17 roster. The bar is high here. This is not last year. The bar has been moved. Let me reset. Please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
0: News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion?
3: Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the go to left, fake the mama. Mama, go oh, up, <laughs>
4: She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh.
1: Sills, hour number three. Appreciate you guys coming aboard. Thank you so much for stepping in with us, man. Sills is waiting for Hertz to fail. Then he will pronounce like a lion. Then he will pounce like a lion on a gazelle and clown us every show. That is so wrong of you. I have to? Dear Tyler, Eagle fans are giving you the pass and say that they would like you to go to the Giants. Big Chris says that. So when you watch the show, Big Chris wants you in New York next year at the draft, and he wants me to facilitate that because you know that I know the Maros and the Tishes very well. Okay? Big Chris wants you in New York with the Giants because he loves his boy Jalen. Oh boy. Let's see if we can hopefully get through that. I do too. (laughs) Here we go. What? What do you mean? Boo blame Chris, not me. Blame Chris. Hey, I've done my, I've, I've tried. You guys love the guy, all right, man. Let's go, let's go. Colin Kaepernick, Jaylen Hurts, let's go. Yeah, let's go. Hey, Kali Kaepernick got a team to Super Bowl, so can Jalen. <clears throat> it's all good. <sighs> Look at. Hertz's college stats. They're better than Tyler's. Okay. We'll see where Tyler Van Dyke is drafted next year. Won't be in round two. <laughs> uh, okay. Won't be in round two. Yeah. Hang on, Nathan. Yeah, blame Chris, not me. Put all your angst on him. Chris is the one that's doing this. Uh, Sills looks so enthusiastic. I'm, what are you, a mind reader now? Don't say that. Sills wants the birds to draft Tyler Van Dyke. No, Tyler Van Dyke wants to play in Philly, but you guys don't want him. Or Chris doesn't. or Some of you don't. I I, I can't tell any longer. I've done my best here. I got Mario Cristobal during my program, having me help him recruit. So I got kind of like, you know, they go, they, the PR department asked me, goes, when do you want Tyler on the show? I go, I know, I know Xander. My boy wants him on, but we're not doing that right now. Okay. I'm your Huckleberry. I love that movie. I love that movie, Chris. Water, I love that, man. Dylan, forever the optimist. Hertz has the personality and work ethic of someone great. Those are two things you get no credit for with me. I'm hoping he shocks us all. That I am hoping. Hertz is more accurate in passing than Kaepernick. Uh, I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I would love to play for the Eagles. Tyler Van Dyke joins Dan Cillio on the National Football Show. (laughs) Uh, uh. Oh, don't post that yet. Do not post that yet, Xander. I get in trouble with the school for that. Ooh. Yeah, hang on there now. Because we're trying, we're trying to do, we're trying to do something here. <laughs> we'll talk week seven. We'll talk week seven. Guess what? Let me ask you something. Let's make a prediction here on June 23rd. Who do you see as the league's? Who is your favorite to win the league's most valuable player award? Who then? Then I got an eagle eagle topic here. Do you know who I say is going to be the most valuable player in the National Football League this year? Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen. I think this guy is going to make – I think he's going to put Patrick Mahomes as the second-best quarterback, young quarterback in the National Football League. I think he's going to push his ass back to number two. I think this guy here, because he's got a true legitimate number one wideout too, two and Stephon Diggs. They draft a running back too. They improved a little bit on defense on the other side of the ball. I like McDermott. You know what Birdman? Joe Burrow was my second choice. I can't wait to watch him play this year. Okay? I can't wait. I can't wait to watch him play. Absolutely. Russell Wilson, that's a good one, man. That that's a good one. Russell Yeah, Russell Wilson going into a new conference into a new division. The league is going to make Josh Allen the MVP, but I think Justin Herbert's going to have it. I I agree with you, Dion. I think the Chargers and the Vikings are sleeper teams this year to have really great seasons. Birdman, much improved offensive line. They did a lot of stuff. Derek Carr, nice. Nice, Derek Carr. (laughs) Hey, Xander just brought up Brandon Staley. The coach with the Chargers? Hus, you better win 12 games this year. Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Boza, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. I mean, Eckler, Herbert. Got one of the best offensive linemen in the league in his second year. You better win some ball games, bro. Or that's going to be a hot job. I mean... You better win. A, I mean, you better get far. I, but, I mean, you would, I would almost say this. You better be in that conversation for the AFC Championship. That dude's got too much. I'll tell you this. There's more heat on Brandon Staley this year than there is on Nick Sirianni in Philly. That dude, you can't have that guy. Because I'll be on that dude's ass. That dude better win a lot. He better win. I know the AFCs, I don't give a shit. You got a roster. That's one of the clearly best rosters in the league. Come on now, junior. Nine and eight ain't going to cut it in that division and on that team. You know, you could be the fourth team. Watch this. You could be the fourth team in the AFC West and be the fourth team in the fourth best team in the league. Staley's the weakest link. Well, we've been saying that a little bit in hour number two about the coaching staff you have now. I've been saying it for 10 years. This guy, Howie's toxic. I'm so glad I found you. Hey, GI, do me a favor. Hit the like button, please. Thank you. I appreciate you coming aboard for the first time. Listen, I'm not saying that Howie's toxic. I think he jumps his rails too much. He gets involved in shit he shouldn't be getting involved in. Okay, he does. Sabotaging games, shit like that, man. Coaching staff decisions. The reason why he's got training wheel coaches now. Hey, by the way, that's a great call. Let me ask you something. Who picked Doug Peterson as coach? Who was the GM that picked Doug? Was it Howie? Did, did did Howie hire Doug Peterson? Jeffrey Laurie did. Jeffrey Laurie hired him. Jeffrey Laurie hired him. Xander says Jeffrey Lurie hired him. Hmm. Let me double check that. I know where to go for that. Who hired Doug Peterson as head coach in Philadelphia?
0: According to CBS Sports. CBS Sport NFL insider Jason LaCanfora confirmed the report.
1: The owner. Under the advice of Andy Reid. Andy Reid suggested it. Andy Reid suggested it to the owner of the Eagles that they hired Doug Peterson. Huh. Interesting. And now, Xander, you've given me exactly your right. Lori hired Sirianni because remember when Frank came on the first time? He said he called Jim Mersey. and they were talking Wentz, and then the owner called Frank, and Frank recommended Nick Sirianni. That's how he got the job. He said that on this show, so I got it. Makes sense now. You're right, Xander. I got it. If we are being real, Laurie makes all decisions like Jerry Jones, but Laurie is smart enough to have Howie as the perfect scapegoat for when shit goes bad. Yeah, everybody's got to fall, dude. So Sils is saying Sirianni is the Joe Biden of football coaches. When, When did I say that? It's Sirianni's not gonna fall off a bike, dude. <laughs> hey, Sirianni's not gonna fall off a bike. I know that. He ain't gonna fall off the bike. <laughs> training wheels, dude. Oh no, man! You got a training wheels coaching staff. This is crazy. All right, let me ask you this one now. No, no, no. No, no, no. Now, should I say it? Nick Sirianni, Nick Sirianni is more like the Kamala Harris. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I can I can't. Please see. It's here, and it's racism. And then you have nepotism. That's what I mean. <laughs> Every time I hear her do this, well, it's racism and it's nepotism and it's who you know. And we understand that because we have to all get better. <gasps> <laughs> That's I'm going to save you 18 cents on a gas. Dude, I'm paying $6 and 18 cents, so I'm paying $6. I don't know. Okay, I can't even buy a bazooka piece of bubble gum with that. Anyway, let me throw this at you now here. If you had on June 23rd to pick who you think the MVP of your football, I cannot wait to hear this. Who do you and who are you predicting? I Look, I, I think Josh Allen's going to be the most valuable player in the league this year. Who's going to be the Eagle most valuable player by the end of the season? I can't wait to hear this. Who's going to be your most valuable player at the end of the year? Redick. Devontae. Kelsey. Redick gets another one. Lane Johnson. No, no, no GMs. Fletcher <laughs> Hertz AJ gets another one BG. Okay, Renna Graham. Goddard. Fletcher. I'm going to go a little longer here with this. Why are you... I'm not a Hurts. Sanders. This is great. Sanders again you Slay, AJ again, and Miles. Look at this. Wow, you guys are smart here. Milton Williams. Seals for all the... How is this hurt, hate. I'm not hating anybody here. What do you think? N'Kobe. Come on. Who do you think is going to be the most valuable? Barnett? Oh, East Side Monster! What in the dude? Are you friends? Are you friends with Xander? Redick again. Hurts. Kaiser White. Okay. Let me just take a look at this thing here now. Dallas Goddard, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox a couple times. Bradbury now. Bunch of votes for Reddick. Devontae. Lane, Kelsey bunch of votes for AJ bunch of votes for Miles Sanders slave Milton Williams I'm, I didn't pretend right there junior dude I'm not a very good liar okay so you 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 think more of me okay I'm not a very good liar I don't lie well Okay, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not N'Kobe Dean. And, of course, two smart outs put Jalen Hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys named all these dudes, man, and he, Jalen gets two votes? Wow. A lot of confidence. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Hey, wh- where's all that confidence here, man, when I asked you who the M- – so the MVP – He's going to have a good year, but you guys got the rest of these dudes as your most valuable player. Wow, man. That's crazy. Think about that for a minute. Look at all these names, Xander, that they mentioned. Of course, smart-ass Chris. He don't mean that, and you know he don't mean that. In his heart, he knows that. In your heart, Chris, you know that. And anybody who says he'll be the MVP of this team is 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 you know, come on now. Keep hating on Hertz. You're gonna eat crow. that would be the only thing I haven't eaten. <laughs> Seals don't lie well, but he could stir hot with the best of them. BZ. Come on, man. You must be a South Philly dude. What about mine, Tyler? Week seven. Since <laughs> we all know in your heart you want to, all of us to say Hertz. So, well, no, I don't want. That. Now you're thinking for me. Oh. Hertz doesn't have to be an MVP. He doesn't. So, Jalen Hurts doesn't have to play at an MVP level like uh, Wentz did in 17. He, he could be kind of good. Hmm. I should get a t shirt made, leading the witness. Eastside Monster, from now on, shut your mouth when I'm throwing topics out. Okay. <laughs> uh, Big sales siding at Hooters tonight? Nah. They don't have really the grouper I like any longer in there, man. Grouper's a $12 sandwich now. I'm not paying $12. Bucks for... My aunt went out the other day, had a $13 ice cream. She's like, what? Um, Devin Allen. <laughs> uh, Eastside monster. Sills is leading leading us again. Seals goes to Wingstop. Nah, Wingstop, man, they overcooked their wings, dog. Not the best. Grouper is awesome at Hooters, man. Well, it used to be. I love the steamers at Hooters and the grouper. The clams, the fried clams, all great. Burgers are wonderful. Eat crow and have a Hertz T-shirt. I like to put winner's t-shirts on, dog. <laughs> Not guys who were benched. Big Seals don't sit the bench. Joe Birdman says, Joe Biden says, Hooters prices are going up because of Putin's prices. <laughs> uh, it's going up because of the Ukraine war. That's why the grouper prices are going up. <laughs> ah, all right. Hey, I don't, I don't need the Hooters anymore because of the ukraine war one i can't drive there secondly the grouper prices the hell (laughs) (laughs) cherry stone clams oh man those are so good and plus those maryland blue shell crabs god i miss the east coast so much Man, oh, my God, Maine lobster. Dude, nobody eats Australian lobsters except the people out west. God, do I hate that. Maine lobster, Maryland blue shell, clams, scoongeal, all big sales top items, okay? I asked for a lobster in California. They give me one of them Australian lobsters. I'm like, this is not a lobster, (laughs) Uh, yes did you hear that Lawrence had 24 million salary reduced to 9 million because he got paid in crypto wow that's an ass beating yeah that's a New England clams are unbelievable dude Jersey Blue Claws baby wow are those great Shit. Man, that stuff's good. You go down to Wildwood, and you go down there and get a bucket in them, man. God forbid. Scallops, too. Here, my top items. Lobster. Scungeal. Maryland blue shell. Steamers. I will eat some crayfish, okay? That's a little more south. It's not really a New England deal. Mussels are kind of slimy a little bit, but I'll eat them. Jumbo shrimp. Shrimp's down the list, though, dude. Dude, scoongeal for me is my second favorite dish. My grandpa made it all the time, and we used to catch it. My aunt sends me scoongeal, just so you know. She sends me scoongeal. Steamers from Cleveland? I don't think so. Steamers from the Atlantic is where I get them. Steamers from Lake Erie? and, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm not eating anything out of Lake Erie. Okay? Oysters are spectacular, too. Yeah, they're up there high. Rockfish, too, man. That's good stuff. Oh, God. Atlantic City saltwater salty chewy oysters right there outside of lake atlantic city shit you guys are making me nuts man man do i miss these coast seafood man it's just the best uh sills can we get a one on one interview with big sills and jalen hoot jalen hurts at a hooters well, we're going to have to hurry and do that by week seven because I'll be interviewing the next quarterback of the Eagle. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I heard Cleveland steamers taste. <laughs> what gave that away? Lake Erie? The lake's on fire, bro. Okay. Cleveland's a pretty decent city, man. They got a great fan base. They got a great fan base. Oh, don't start crying, Birdman. Week seven. Love the Maryland area. Used to go down with my aunt to Atlantic City, and I used to go up to Atlantic City, and then over to Ocean City, Maryland. You guys go to, hey, is Ocean City, Maryland still a place? It's still a thing? Is it still a thing, Ocean City? Guys, Ocean City is awesome, man, back when I was a kid. I used to go there all the time. You got great seafood places there. Or they did, at least. When you're doing a Big sales cooking show, say Hertz, for example, you think Jalen would eat scogeal? Do you guys even know what scogeal is? Ocean City, Maryland is still hopping. Oh, God, I used to love going there. Take that drive across, like you know, that open ocean. Then you have, then you get across over there on the island. I heard Hertz and Devante are really into cooking. Well, I hope they're really into cooking on the field. <laughs> really, I hope they are. Hertz apparently likes some spicy foods. I love spicy food too. Sill's cookie show, how to prepare crow. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, no, <laughs> bro. <laughs> how to prepare crow. Here, you guys have Colin Kaepernick as your quarterback now. Deal with it. Kaepernick and Jalen are the same guy. One's taller than the other. And one drives a Ferrari, <laughs> and the other guy drives a Yugo. I mean, Colin Kaepernick drives a Ferrari because he made money off race baiting. Jalen drives a Yugo. I mean, I don't know. Wait a minute. The guy at Alabama drives a Mercedes Benz, I'm sure. I drove a vet in college. I'm sure he drives a little bit better than what Big Sills had. Josh, no respect for... I got a lot of respect for Hurts, man. He's a starting quarterback in the NFL. Louisiana gumbo, spectacular. That Gumbo's great. Conch shells. That's, more, that's South Florida. Okay? <laughs> Eastside monster. Leading the witness. Hey, you know what, though, bro? You see what he says? I love this show. Always a good laugh. Such a wide range of emotions watching it. You, you you know what though Eastside Monster, see you he's now onto my game. <clears throat> Eastside Monster, when you hear a list is coming, what do you think? <laughs> it, it goes somewhere, right? <laughs> okay, it goes somewhere. When a list is coming up, it goes somewhere, right? Okay, when I start talking about a player, it leads somewhere. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> Always. <laughs> I got a list. Every time I tell, I, I tell uh, Xander that he goes, "Oh God, <laughs> Brandon, listen to, hey, will you put that up, Xander? Look at Brandon just came in. Brandon Lewis just came in, just got here. Did seals trigger anybody?" <laughs> That is so uncool. That is so uncool. Oh. Steven says, black people should be offended that you said Kaepernick is rich off of race baiting. What else is he rich off of? What else is he rich off of? It ain't his play. When you're a leader, you're a leader like Lamar Jackson. You're not out trying to inflame people. You're trying to bring people together. Okay? Lamar Jackson is out on and in the inner city trying to inspire young, black, African-American kids. That's a hero. That's inspiring. Colin Kaepernick does not inspire. Lamar Jackson inspires. I love that guy. We have a nice little dialogue back and forth between us. That guy is inspiring. Imagine the shit that guy took when people were trying to make him a wide receiver when he came out of Louisville and now he's a unanimous MVP and he's going to get a bag of money like Deshaun got. That's inspiring. That's an inspiring man, let alone African-American. That's what you want your kid to be, is Lamar Jackson. Steven says Kaepernick took a stand for something. What was that exactly? Has the league changed? Did they give him a job? What's he changed? Nothing. The league is still the league. They gave him go-away money, and he had no impact, except on a few people who think he did. Nothing's changed. Of the 10 highest paid players in the league, eight are African-American. Nathan says, cap got shafted. So has other players like Tebow and Michael Sams and others who have been shafted. Welcome to the NFL. They don't like who you are. Here, here's a great example. An African-American guy who's got 24 sexual assault cases against him just got a $230 million bag of money. I bet that's racism too. I bet that's racism. Hey, let's give a, an African-American $230 million guaranteed money, a quarter of a billion dollars with all those cases against him. And Jimmy Haslam gave him that, backed up the Brinks truck to him. Yeah, that's racism too, I'm sure. Um, Davey Boy goes, Sam's got – yeah, Sam's did. Sam's is the only Southeastern Conference Defensive Player of the Year never to play in the NFL or drafted. I think he was drafted in the last round, the seventh round. How could Michael Sam be the only player to ever win the SEC Defensive Player of the Year Award and never play a down in the NFL? Ask yourself that. He's the only guy that sucked? This guy never played it down or made an active roster? You've got to be kidding me. Or maybe that's just coincidence. Okay, Nathan. Fair enough. Activism? Yes, sir. And by the way, I think he's an awesome activist. Okay? Okay. Oh, sorry, Davey Boy. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for SEC football too. Now, I now that I got it. <laughs> hey, hey, Big Ben. He got over. Malcolm Jenkins and others had the same feelings as Cap. As so was. Only for them I, – I don't know what that means. Okay? It, my point is, if Colin Kaepernick was that good, he'd have a job. You got a guy with 24 rape cases against him or allegations against him. They gave him $230 million on a raise. Figure it out, dude. It's not that hard. If Kaepernick was right and he was that good, he'd be in the league. They got they get a guy – They got two quarterbacks in Cleveland. One's got $18 or $19 million that they owe him, and they just gave another guy $45 million a year. (laughs) I mean, am I missing something here? Dude, if you're good, they're going to pay you no matter what you've done. Okay? Ray Rice couldn't get rehired. Ray Rice could have got rehired, Smile. You know why he didn't? Let me tell you something about Ray Rice. I have so much respect for him. You know why I love Ray Rice? Because Ray Rice was asked by Steve Biscotti, the owner of the Ravens, hey, I'll I'll give you, we'll bring you. He goes, no, I got to be a better man. I got to fix what I've done. His girlfriend that he punched, they've now been married. They have kids. They have a wonderful relationship. And do you know if the NFL has. Uh, Ray Rice doing, he goes around talking to rookies at rookie symposiums during training camp on what to do what not to do and how you can wreck your entire resume with one poor action you can never forgive Ray Rice for what he did, but what you can do is move forward and say, look at the impact that he's making with his mistake and to me that's the kind of thing you hope for over people, redemption rehabilitation I know some people don't believe in it. I do. I think you could rehabilitate yourself if it's meaningful. Okay? Ray Rice wanted to be a better man, not a better football player. He didn't use football as a vehicle to get back into people's graces. He wanted to be a better man to the woman that he, he punched. And to me, that's the ultimate redemption is when your kids look at you and say you're a great dad and you're a great husband. One blinding horrible mistake. Okay? Horrible mistake. But that mistake led to a better man and a better family situation. I don't know how you don't look at that as a success. Some won't though because people don't have that forgive bug and that button that they forgive people if they redeem themselves. That's you thing more than me. That's a you thing. I think people can rehabilitate themselves. And I think that's what Ray Rice did. When you call a man a piece of, I called somebody a piece of what? What? I don't ever remember saying that. Ray Rice is the same dude. He's just not knocking her ass out in front of the camera. That's so not true. Got to learn from mistakes, Josh. (laughs) Hey, mind. Man, Ray Rice was such a great ball player, too. I think he played at Rutgers, if I'm not mistaken. I do. I think he played at Rutgers. Hey, let's take a timeout, man. Guys, please hit the like button. Keep it right here on the National Football Show.
0: with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community. A sports roundup for the locals. And the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams.
2: All right, did you know I was the Mommy Slam dunk champion? Really?
3: <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. <sighs> so go to the cafe, them on. Mama, go up, mama! She did it.
4: Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare.
3: Uh huh.
1: the like button big cells interesting 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 cells can you um tell mario that um a couple eagle scouts will be um see hold on i gotta i gotta set the i gotta set today here hold on hold on here there it is Um, oh yeah here it is okay xander what do you think yeah September seventeenth. Hey, um, Bob. Tell Howie go down September seventeenth to UM to scout Tyler against A and M. And if that game doesn't work, they just. Someone asked me if um you'd like to pick two games. Let me see here. The November nineteenth game too between Clemson. So UM's got AM and Clemson. And they got FSU before, too. That pit game won't be shit. They beat Pitt last year. So the September 17th. Howie. September 17th. Um, or the November nineteenth Clemson game. Do you want I'll set up a um I'll set up um, Ball. and what's and the new Michigan OC who was at Michigan. Now he's down at my – I'll, I'll get a hold of him too. Sorry, guys. I got to do – I mean, I'm doing a lot lately. I'm going to be doing serious, a couple other shows. Of course, our show, I'm Helping Recruit. Jesus, Rimini, talk about rehabbing. Howie's going to have those binoculars. I don't think it's going to be Howie, though. He, I don't think he's going to go that far. He'll send one of his boys down, though. W- Xander, what would you say? What game would be best? September 17th, A&M, or the Clemson-November 19th game? Clemson's got a lot of great football players this year, man. I mean, Clemson's going to be good this year again. a and going to be really good, though. M's good AM's got a lot of good defensive football players. So yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd rather have him against an SEC team. That Clemson team is just as good, though, man. They could be in the national title game again this year. Zepengel, gel? <laughs> OE of little both games. by the time the November 19th Clemson game comes around there'll be 200 scouts at that game because of both sides of the football Big sales cooking with Martha Stewart hey get this who would have thought between Snoop Dogg and Martha Stewart when those two are on stage Martha Stewart's actually done more time in jail than what Snoop Dogg's done (laughs) Martha Stewart's done more time than Snoop (laughs) yeah man hey am I right Martha spent more time in the pokey than what Snoop's done always man (laughs) hey who what's this if I would have asked this question to anybody out there who's done more jail jail time Snoop Dogg or Martha Stewart everyone goes Snoop that's not true (laughs) Martha Stewart's a felon she did like four years in, or three years in jail or some shit. Snoop did a couple months in county over that murder thing. Well, you know, <laughs> hey, he got off. What do you want me to say? You know, he was vindicated in some ways. Same as Ray Lewis was. Oh, my God. I Hey, I, I shouldn't talk about that, and, but my daughter brings it up. She goes like this. So, you know Ray Lewis, Dad? Yes. Well, Dad, weren't a couple people killed in his presence? It, watch this. I, I, I don't know. She's like, Dad. <laughs> I I I think. Didn't he have a roommate at Miami that was killed also, shotgun? i I, from what i dad (laughs) and, and hey i'm like this i guess yeah she goes you guess was a miami hurricane killed in his room with a shotgun and he was ray lewis's roommate yes that's yeah but there's four of us in a in a room okay what happened in atlanta I don't know. I wasn't there, Dad. You know everybody who was there. They were all his homeboys, and you know them. She's like, "What? what do you?" I can't hear you. <laughs> See, so when I when when I get questioned about my friends, I do this to my daughter. My daughter goes, "What? What do you think?" Th-? And I go. How come I can't hear you? (laughs) She's like, you mean you don't want to answer? Dad, what happened to Ray Lewis in Atlanta? How come I can't hear you? (laughs) Oh man. Dude, hey, answering your friends for their actions sometimes. Yeah, I read your lips and you say Ray Lewis is a killer. I never said that. I never <laughs> uh, Hey, now, Hey, get this. Hang on for a second. That's how I see shit and do shit. Hey, I heard he said he was murder. <laughs> that's not what I said. Well, that's what I thought you said. <laughs> hey. Oh uh, uh, man, trolling! Big Hills doesn't troll, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, race skated away from a murder charge and turned to God. <laughs> oh man, <sighs> he said guilty. Uh, uh, I don't think so Ryan not with you group no way no way would I put Ray on with you guys no way no way Ray I know Ray well no I'll put Ed Reed on okay I'll put Ed Reed on not Ray Lewis no way no, I asked OJ. Hey, I asked OJ to come on. He's still not doing interviews. I'll show you. I asked OJ to come on. I got to get this before this. Hold on. Where's OJ? Oh, please, I hope I didn't delete it. Oh, here it is. See if I got any numbers on there. Hold on. I'll show you. Hang on for a second. See the bottom one? Thanks for reaching out. Still not doing interviews. Big Seals knows them all. (laughs) I'll get it on. OJ, if I... Hey... I'll put OJ on before I put on Ray Lewis. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, And I'm putting Ray on. Oh, my God, that's fantastic, man. 6.1 million now. Yeah. I think, man, when when I joined this thing last year, I think we were at two or something. Am I right? Oh, okay. That's good. All right. I got to do some work here because of you guys. Tyler's hurt. He's hurt. He now thinks you guys wanted to play with the Giants. So, you know, I'm going to have to do some work here. All right, so don't worry. I'll work on it. Guys, you guys were awesome again today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Please hit the like button. Till tomorrow, 3 to 6 Eastern, we'll see you on the flip side.